<laughs> Hello and welcome to the Cultured Swine podcast, where today we talk about something that is very cultural, and that is, what does a conductor do? Does he just wave his hands around? Is he an egotistical maniac that just wants to feel in charge when he's actually not? Is he of any help to the orchestra actually, or is he just there for show for the audience? Who knows? But today we will clear up the myths, the legends, and the lies about conductors. The last one will leave you shook. All right. <laughs> nice. Skills. 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 Um, skills. I don't think I have yes. my baton. <gasps> Dude. What the world? I don't think I have any of them here. Hold on. So, while Jared goes to fetch his baton, you know, I figured I should just let you into this little secret. Um, so, Jared is actually um, just uh, um, an avatar. He's not even actually a real person, but um, he... Oh, well, I've just stopped talking about him now, but... Um, <clears throat> Anyways. That's mean. I have a stick. You have a stick. Yay. <laughs> oh, Oops. perfect. 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 So, I mean, that, that'll do the job. All right. So, we're talking about conducting today. Yes. Myth of conductors number one. Mm-hmm. Eins. Do they actually help the orchestra? Yes. Was that a myth or a question? Or... Or do they like? So the the myth is conductors don't actually help the orchestra. Can an orchestra perform just as well without a conductor? I mean, so you can give your own opinion on this. I think some orchestras can perform just as well without some conductors. So well said. <laughs> Thank so you. So well said. Thank you. So um, you would agree with that statement? I take. I it? would wholeheartedly agree with that statement, and I would, I would, I would echo. <laughs> I would echo that echo, hardcore echo, echo, echo. with a choir, 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 choir. Yeah, yeah. But I assume the same thing, same phenomenon is the same with that. You just play better with a better conductor. Yeah. You, just yeah. like you sing better with a really well trained choral conductor but absolutely yeah absolutely so um so like what are some things that a conductor would help the orchestra do better so the most obvious and um surface level thing that the conductor helps an orchestra or choir to do is stay together so the timing so um keeping the the beats steady and um, then anytime you have tempo changes or um, articulation differences, well, articulation, that's not really timing, but um, retardandos, um, accelerandos, anything like that, it's just going to help with... <laughs> so if you're just listening, Jared is going crazy conducting his imaginary orchestra. Yes. But, uh, yes, I am. So it's going to help keep uh, a, a tight ensemble mm -hmm. and keep people together. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. I think another huge thing that they do, because if a the orchestra is made up of professional musicians, I feel like honestly that's one of the last things that the orchestra needs, mm-hmm. unless it's like super yeah. complicated. Yes, Whereas, I agree. I feel like one of the things a conductor will always do, no matter the skill of the orchestra, is unify everyone's interpretation. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And phrasing that was, and stuff. That is very true. And yeah. especially, like you say, the, the higher quality the orchestra or ensemble is, the more each person is going to have, like, actually have an interpretation. Yeah. Um, so the, the conductor as Jared just said, unifies that interpretation so yeah. that everyone is is thinking in the same way. Yeah. So, and when we're talking about interpretation, if you're not a musician, that's um, the way you approach the music and maybe what, what notes or what phrases or uh, what aspects of it you choose to um, uh, focus on, maybe? Yeah. Or that's not yep. the word I'm looking for, but like to draw out and where are the important um, points that you're you're trying to get to, and mm-hmm. um, in music you always want to be like going somewhere or or, or uh, coming away from something. Yep. So y- you want to always have a direction in mind, and there are sometimes multiple really valid interpretations someone could have. Yep, that's right. So, so um, when a conductor is up there waving their hands, it's Usually, it's usually not just like random gestures to just look cool, and yeah. it's not usually like like as a kid I always thought of it like sing high, sing low, and yeah, like, yeah, it, <laughs> yep. it's it's not like telling it's not telling the performers what to do, but how to do it. That's uh, yep, that's very true. So. Yeah. So maybe, Jared, can you give um, who are some of the conductors you've played, performed under, or, or observed, and what are some of the things you've noticed about them? Hmm. Um. This is a random question that he was not prepared for, so I just bring it on him. No, I wasn't. Or <clears throat> let me adjust it a little bit. Right. You have had the opportunity to conduct your own scores to professional orchestras okay. in Prague. What Prague. Prague. And now you are directing a children's choir, correct? Mm, yep. So how were, were those experiences different? And what did what were you able to do in one setting that you maybe couldn't do in another setting? Or like how did you have to adjust the way you approached it? Obviously orchestra and choir is different anyways yeah but uh, what can you can you talk us through those two experiences i feel like fundamentally they're they weren't super different like mm-hmm. i'm i'm a i'm a big stickler of you always keep the pattern um mm. and okay i feel like that's a very orchestra mindset yeah like like i always keep the pattern mm-hmm. um or at least the beat or the meter. Maybe not the beat, but the meter for sure. Like I'll never stop conducting that. Gotcha. Um and then so that that didn't change. Uh-huh. Um 
And I feel like even the even fundamentals of like how you cue people were the same. Like I yeah. found that even though they were professionals, I'd get a better entrance if I turned to the cellos mm-hmm. and looked at them for a few beats before and then cued them. Yeah. And it's the same effect that it has on the children's choir of when like they're just learning how to sing in harmony now. And so if yeah. I look at the harmony part before they're about to break in for like a solid measure and just like smile at them and then bring them in, mm-hmm. it's a night and day difference whether I like look at them real quick and cue them. Yeah. So like that's not different. Yeah. But um, the I feel like the expressiveness of my left hand, you know, so the the emotion hand mm-hmm. primarily was 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 very different. Because in the children's choir, this hand is often kind of copying a rhythm mm-hmm. or something, and this hand's conducting the pattern, or or this hand is, is one part sustained, and this hand is cueing the other, but I'm reminding them that it's sustained. Whereas yeah. with the professional orchestra, I'd never have to do that. So, yeah, um, yeah. probably the main difference. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And once again, just in case someone is not a musician and sort of at the most basic level of conducting, your right hand is going to be keeping the pattern like Jared is saying. So the like beat, if we're yeah. if we're in a four four pattern, it's gonna be like one, two, three, four. Your right hand is gonna generally keep that going. Mm-hmm. And then your left hand is your dynamics, your volume or yeah. your articulation or yeah. your entrances, your cutoffs, your cues and things mm-hmm. like that. So I so, will say that like maybe the technique didn't change, but the experience was so much different because I felt yeah. like I literally had the force. Yeah. Because the professional orchestra would do exactly what I wanted them to do, even if it was against the music. Because like mm. there was there was one cue where we were I didn't really like how I had phrased it in the music. So mm-hmm. I said, hey, ignore that real quick. I want to try this. And yeah. I was like, is it real? Is it real? The force. Can, can I make that person drop their violin? Oh, <laughs> it was amazing. So that's awesome. Anyways, yeah. But yeah, like Levi was saying, your right hand's typically keeping the beat. That's the keeping everyone together hand. And the left hand is the unifying interpretation hand. Yeah. Yeah. Generally. Mm-hmm. Now, in my personal experience, or I should just say, my personal experience has pretty much exclusively been choir. Yeah. Um, so I played in, or- in an orchestra for one semester. I played mm-hmm. the double bass. That's right. Um, yeah, we were yep. in a string orchestra together. We were, hey. Hey. <laughs> what a time. And do you remember, I think it was that concert, like all the cello, like I was doubling the cellos for most of the concert, uh-huh. and we totally straight up just missed an entrance, like yep. completely hardcore. Like we just did not come in, and there were like five of us, yeah, in total, and we all missed it. Yep, and just never ever came in for that whole oh, section. Lord. Didn't that, even try to come in. That whole concert freaked me out because. As a choral musician, you typically, you at least can see all the other parts that are singing. And usually you can follow the accompaniment too. And so here I was having to count measures for the first time in my life. And mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah. that was a scary experience. That was scary, yeah. Yeah, but um, I feel like the necessity to keep the beat really steady is very much of an orchestra or instrumental type of thing. 
time. Come back for the next episode. Come back for the next episode.